It's time for the Dragon Cricket Podcast. Alright, welcome back to the Dragon Cricket Podcast. It's uh, the Real Rev Marcus Kerno and Captain Grizzly, Chris Lacey, in the car uh, with uh, Dave Fag, Buren a Fag, uh, Dave from Bendigo. <laughs> Beer in the bag, Dave. There you go. That'll, that'll How do you feel? That'll That's going to sell. That's yeah. going to sell. There'll be extra listeners, mate. <laughs> I don't mind as long as I get a cut. That's fine. Excellent. And we're uh, being driven in the Pajero yeah, towards the Adelaide Oval. A bit of smoke. It's uh, day two of the cricket. We've finally made it over here. Uh, and uh, we're being driven to the ground been hosted overnight by Brownie from the Barossa. Welcome to the podcast, Brownie. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you here in the South Australia and the Barossa as well. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so uh, as we ask every guest to the Dragon Cricket Podcast, uh, Paul Brown, uh, what's your park cricket sort of journey? Oh, jeez, oh, it's a journey. It's a... Uh... <laughs> Everything's so, a journey on this podcast. For it's many hours, I suppose, listening, uh, watching my father play park cricket as well for the the uh, most used to be most successful Salisbury Uniting Cricket Club in uh, Para Districts and uh, in the northern suburbs of uh, South Australia. So many years watching him play cricket and then uh, doing it myself as well. Um, I think, uh, yeah, sort of played a bit of. Uh, district cricket as well but uh, never to any high levels that's for sure all right so so brownie uh like we've got we've known each other a long time our uh, grandparents were neighbors in the northern suburbs of adelaide so uh we've grown up it's been one of those summer holiday friendships uh i remember you uh rolling the wicket in the backyard tell us about that Uh, yeah we had a bit of a um, it was only a small strip but it was a, a good strip and we sort of cut it low with a hand mower and then we'd walk down the road to old Laurie Fleming's house and uh, and steal his steal his roller and uh, push it down the road again and, and down the Bitchman Road and then roll the pitch and then play a few games. It was yeah. Uh, now we sort of caught up for summer holidays in the 1980s. Uh, you had the legendary cricket bat uh, signed by Larry Gomes, West Indian middle order. Well, he wasn't. Wicket keeper. He was, wicket yeah, keeper. he was the only sort of non-legend of that era. <laughs> he was the shortest player on the team, I reckon, as well. So. No, he went came to the school once with I think with Joel Garner and uh, got his signature, and which was absolutely fantastic, and uh, I do remember that well. And the old grey nickel scoop was it? No, no scoop, no, no scoop. scoop. Actually, it was uh, original father's games, a father's father's bat as well, actually. So. <laughs> hey, Brandy, what's your favourite park cricket story or moment out of all your years playing park cricket? Oh, there's so many, I suppose, but one probably narrows it down. We were. I was playing for Adelaide Juni in my uh, university years and uh, we were, uh, played one game at low level, lowest levels possible, I reckon, Adelaide Juni squad. We had a few teams, but uh, we rocked up one game and a uh, famous South Australian footballer known for playing the biff was uh, Greville Dietrich. Played for North Adelaide 
And he played for um, he played for Keswick Cricket Club, and I think uh, the, the, he spent the whole day wicket keeping with his headphones on, listening to the dogs. I think or dogs or the horses, and he had a few bets on. And you'd see him get excited once when something came through, but he just sat there with his headphones on the whole game behind the wickets. And uh, it was back when they didn't have the earpods; it was actually a full, full set of headphones as well. So. Um, yeah, it's a great was, historic was... connection between cricket uh, and gambling, of course. Exactly. And uh, yes, match fixing, we're, we're all about the traditions of the game, uh, yes. both the good ones and the bad ones. Uh, but yes, and male identity, which is often about naming our addictions. Yes. So uh, yeah, there you go. Grenville Dietrich, mm. wicket keeping. Who would have thought? It was a good special day. Now, Brad, in the last uh, podcast, Marks and I were talking about his 20 plus 20 equals 40 birthday bash up in Dalesford. And uh, we did tell the story of you driving for seven hours to be there uh, from pre-dawn uh, to, to walk up. But, but you added a little bit to the story last night, mate. Do you wanna, it's something I forgot. Do you want to fill us in on, on what happened when you arrived? I hadn't played cricket for seven years until that game. I think it was fantastic. I got out, jumped in the whites because the game was already on. What time did you leave? Um, I think left about four o'clock in the morning. So four or five o'clock in the morning. Drove straight there and uh, found the place eventually. Just for my birthday. Who wouldn't? Thanks, mate. For a game, for a weekend of cricket, it was wonderful. <laughs> I'd also stuffed my knee up a few weeks earlier playing rugby, so it was the knee was a bit dodgy. But uh, I had a trundle in the first over, and and who was batting there, mate? Uh, so Captain Grumpy himself, I think it was uh, with a with a zinc cream and the. She didn't need zinc cream on that day. It was pretty. <laughs> no, it was, it was a right. But anyway, yes. And, uh, yes, and the ball came back at me very hard, and I actually managed to. Plucked the hand out and it, it stuck. It was like Kawaja yesterday, full tilt. It was better than Kawaja's game. <laughs> Captain Grizzly whacking it like King Goli, straight at him. And it was hard and flat, and yeah, I couldn't believe it. Seven right. hours in the car, boom, straight out, first over, throw him the ball, diving, spectacular catch. It stuck. And yeah. I couldn't feel my hand for a week after that. <laughs> That's right. That serves Come you right. Straight off the centre. It serves you right for uh, catching me, mate. Yeah, Come on. Uh, no, no, it was, it was a good. great weekend that weekend. Yeah. Very good. So we. Oh, hang on. Just tell, tell us about the streak and that. What's going on? Oh, with that? oh well, this, the other thing. It's one of the other moments. I think my father was more shocked. Back when I was a young kid, we watched. Uh, we watched a game. I reckon it was at Two Wells or Virginia, out in the sticks of South Australia, suburbia, and. Um, this guy just all of a sudden just rocked up, whipped his kid off, ran onto the oval, stole the bales, and then just ran off. That was it. And this is a park this cricket is, game. This is a park cricket game, and that's a, that's the first incident. And then we had another when I was playing for Adelaide Uni at Ferrandon Park, and their history was that they would actually hire a stripper to be a streaker on the last game, home game of the season. So they'd get all excited, but anyway, it was a that was a bit of a thing we know nothing about, and all of a sudden this woman came onto the field. So had a few experiences with streakers. Fantastic, excellent. I uh, I did I do have uh, an interview we've got to make with some of my uh, yes a few connections of my under 11s uh, family cricket team. Some of the uh, some of the mums there back in the uni days got some stories of a club that used to do a fundraiser actually for one of their. Uh, one of their players who had, uh, yeah, cancer yeah. Uh, by running a nude cricket match on Christmas Eve, I think it was. Wow. And, uh, yeah, some interesting stories from some of the under-11s mums about showing up to the nude Christmas match. So, 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 on late at night, playing in the dark late at night on Christmas Eve. But so, anyway, so don't have to follow up that story. Uh, long, long history of park cricket and getting your gear off. 
Yeah, well, that'll be the the Dragon Cricket Podcast After Dark Edition. Uh, <laughs> that'll come with parental guidance as well. Shout that's out to that's, that's right. Guidance. Shout, Shout out to the today. mums of the under 11 uh, that, cricket team that's of Barclay right. Street. Very good. Well, we're on the freeway on our way into Adelaide from the Barossa. Uh, we're excited about a big day of cricket uh, to come. Thanks uh, for listening. We'll, we'll touch base over the course of the day and give a few updates on, on what's been happening at the Adelaide Oval. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Brownie. You're welcome. Thanks, Brownie. Dave. Brownie from the Barossa. And thanks, Rev. Talk soon. A big effort to be here from the Barossa <laughs> for the first ball, and spent half an hour watching Hazelwood hit one stump in the warm-ups just in front of us here for half an hour. He barely missed, and he comes in first ball of the day with a rank long hop down the leg side, which the number eleven batsman whose average is one point four. And his eyes lit up. He thought, here's a chance to get my average up to two. He was on six, though. His average, his eyes lit up. And, uh, yeah, that was the end of it. No, no, he was on nothing. That was his first ball, wasn't it? Oh, was that the... Oh, was that the... Swap ends. Oh, they swap ends. It was due. It was due, wasn't it? It was due, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think you... I think you'll find that was his first We ball. don't know who's playing, but anyway, that's it. So, we'll come back with the first over, which will be the Aussies batting. A couple of Vicks. Exciting guy, yep. Pick a Vick. <laughs> So, uh, so here we are, Marks. We're uh, back with the back with the first over here at Adelaide Oval. Ishan Sharma, your favourite. Just, just go halfway. No, no, that that's good. Beautiful. Your favourite uh, bowler <laughs> in Australian he traditions. Opening? He's opening the bowling. <laughs> awesome. And we're out here with we've got Harris and Finch. It looks like Finch has taken the first delivery. So this is the first over of the day, uh, but it's all the second innings of the day. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. New innings. This is Brownie from the Barossa asking the uh, yes, state affiliation of the opening batsman, both from Victoria, uh, Paul Brown. Thank you for that. And here we go, he comes in the bowl, and it's oh, left well it. That's not, not bad carry outside off stump, and well left from Finchie to start the, start the ball. First, uh, and look, Sharma looks all right there. Oh, he's a great looking guy. Beautiful. He's, he's no, he's no Pat Cummins. Oh, he's like an Indian but Elvis, mate. Indian I, Elvis. You know, I, I love the look of him, but he's <laughs> just always bowled like trash in Australia. Yeah, yeah it's short rubbish. Uh, well, hopefully it's short today because we hear some, see some good cut and pull shots. Plenty of cloud cover here in Adelaide, Adelaide, mate. Uh, it sort of might help the bowlers. Well, he's hoping there's a little bit in the wicket. It always makes things a bit more interesting. Very humid. Very muggy. Bit sticky. And the second ball's in that same spot, but he's just flicked the pad. He didn't offer a shot. And a big shout. And they're having to think about sending it upstairs, I think. Coley. It's a pretty big wicket early in the day, so it wouldn't surprise me if they do send it upstairs, but no. King Coley says, uh, we'll keep that one in the bag. And we'll see what the the ball's doing off the pitch here a little bit. It's tricky leaving... Not offering a shot and hitting your pad is never a great idea. The first over of a test match. Oh, you just flicked it. I think it's. Mild I don't think it was. Hit, I don't think it was hitting the stumps. It's coming back, but not enough. I don't think it was coming. Uh, I don't think it was going to get within fourth stump there. Personally, 
There is Ishan Shamiri once again. Goodness. Oh, that one's hitting, uh, that's, one's hitting off, mate. That one's cartwheel two stumps. And that is unbelievable. I don't know what Finch was thinking there. He's gone a big windy wolf cover drive and it's gone straight through the gap and bowled him completely. So there's checking whether it's an LB, whether it's a no ball. It's going to be close. I think it's a no ball. I think that's a no ball. Oh, that is a no ball. Yeah. His foot, he's back. Bring him back. No. Did the heel touch behind the line? They're, they're working it out? Yeah, going to the upside. No, Fitch is walking off. So they're saying he's out. That's close, mate. That was uh, a centimetre in it. Controversial there. Uh, landed on the line and went forward. Landed all right. I don't think he's... But it has to be behind the line, mate. It has to be no, some part of your foot behind the line. So it has to be behind the line, though, when it starts. Yeah, straight through the gate. That's, uh, that's come edge. back a long way. That's uh, done quite a bit off the pitch. So that makes things interesting here early. Finch, uh, who was trying to... Leaning on a cover drive early. So here comes Uzi Kawaja. He's really the, uh, well, the form batsman in Test Creek. This is his average up to 43. That's a handy average. Um, really, for a, for a guy who's played now, what, his 36th test match? Um, but that's done quite a bit off the pitch. That's a magnificent two stumps, delivery. Two stumps out of the ground. Cartwheel, two stumps. So, um, well, that's not short rubbish, Marcus. No, no, he's pitched that one up, Chris. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> he's Kibosh Australia now, hasn't he, for the whole season? Oh, well, that's... Elvis has entered over. the building, mate. He's rocking. So, and I think Finch will be in the rooms there going, hmm, probably not the right one to play there. I think he could have just leaned on it a little bit more. Uh, no shame got, in falling over a cover drive early, mate, and getting, oh, there is, getting cleaned up. There is oh, when you're I've a young... Done it many a time. Yeah, but you're an old, you're an old hack. He's, uh, Your country's he's opening the batting for his country. So now we've got our... Uh, <laughs> was he's come out... And he's let one go to outside off. Sharma's getting a lot off the pitch and uh, through the air. And this is an eventful first over. As much as we can tell from sitting oh, side. Oh, no, well, I'm listening to other commentators, mate. So uh, they're telling me. So one for none. It's never what you want to see at the start of, a, of what it is. Dragon podcast is not in the prime uh, commentary position no, here in Adelaide. we're not. No, they've... they've uh, They've stuck us uh, pretty well on centre wing here at the Adelaide Oval. Great seats if uh, Port Adelaide was if it was a showdown. And another one left outside off. And aren't the guys behind the stumps excited by what they're seeing? Always great first slip when the ball's moving about a bit. Suddenly you know you're in the game early. And that's gone away again. And for that's that's gone. A lot of Quite a bit. So it is kind of humid here today. A bit more humid than we're expecting, I think, with the forecast. Tomorrow is meant to be the sticky day. A bit of cloud cover. And uh, it's quite warm, mid, low to mid-30s. Sharma's looking good here, mate. They just got hit for 500 by the second 11 in the warm-up game. And we thought he might have been uh, 
twinging a hammy yesterday just to, uh, you know... It was going early. Wondering whether go, he really had the ticker for it. Going early excuse in uh, the series. Obviously. Uh, and wow. left again. And that's the end of the oval. An eventful, eventful first over. One for none. And everyone's happy with that. See the ball moving around. Except probably the nine blokes in the dressing room. <laughs> Harris up next. Harris up next. Uh, we'll chat to you again at lunch. You put our listenership up. We're a park cricket, mate. We're, we're, we're... Well, here we are. It's just uh, just the end of lunch. The second session is about to begin. And look, a really interesting first session of play today. Marcus saw three wickets, the last of the Indian... Uh, players went out first ball of the day, uh, which we uh, we called just the end of that. Then Finch out the first over of the Australian innings. Glad to, we called the first over. Yeah, trying to crack one through the covers when it was on middle stump. A Cody Jones special there. <laughs> Big shout out to Cody. Who <laughs> bagged Finchy on social media. Right back right. at you, Cody. Right back at you, Cody. He didn't look as graceful as you look when you get clean bowled, Cody. Finch has got a lot to learn. That's it. And, uh, and look, I think Harris and, and Uzi Kwaja did a fantastic job. Harris looked really good for his 26, and I was a bit surprised to see him go out the way he is. Just sort of went a bit hard after that uh, that um, uh, little push through into uh, the offside. Probably should have driven it. It was a bit full for, for what happened, but he'll learn from that. But I think he looked really good and tight. And, and look, Uzi looks like he wants to bat all day. Um, and Sean Marsh looks like he wants to kick every second ball. <laughs> so uh, hopefully he gets to 20. And, yeah, uh, well, he's, he's made about 20 leg buys, so yes. we're wondering whether, you know, we know he never makes runs. If he gets to 20, he'll get 100, but getting there, you it's know, work. statistically very difficult at 35 for Sean Marsh. Uh, do the leg buys count towards that total? He's kicked about 20 worth, I reckon. No, they don't. So, no. look, he's, so got to, he's got to keep working hard. So we've still got Marsh on one. And, look, I'm really hoping that Uzi Kouaji does a Pujara today and just bats all day. And uh, if he does, I think the final hour of play um, could be really exciting. So, look, hopefully there's not too many wickets in the next uh, session. And uh, we're here. And this is a really big partnership and really big session, I think, um, you know, for the match. Hot northerly uh, blowing. Pretty blowing trying conditions here. here. The first ball of the second session. And... And uh, Marsh just turns that one off his pads down for a single behind square leg. Um, so, look, we'll leave it there so we don't irritate too many of our um, fellow spectators <laughs> with our calling. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, have a chat to you at tea time. Well done, Sean Marsh actually got one down the leg side off the bat. Keep kicking it, buddy. Get it around. I'm turning it back on again because we're not through the first over of the second session. Two two balls after we finish that last that last little piece, uh, Marsh has chopped it on, um, trying to belt the absolute cover off the ball. Shocking um, shot, and just not what the game needed, quite frankly. So that's the fifth time that Ashwin has now got Sean Marsh in uh, in cricket. Maybe I shouldn't have yelled that from the close boundary here at Adelaide Oval to under, Sean. It's not under Be- 11s, mate. It was a bit like under 11s. Sean, Sean, look out. He's really good. <laughs> He's got you four times before. He should have kept kicking it. He, he should have tried to kick that one, maybe. The leg buys were going well. We were, he was moving the total along. Shocking, <laughs> mate. So that's not good for the match. So, look, this brings Travis Head out. He's a local boy. 
Um, Brownie reckons he's the he's the ducks nuts. So let's see how he goes Goodness. out here, and uh, hopefully he, he and Uzi can get a partnership. Uh, oh, Hanscom, sorry. It is Hanscom. Okay, Hanscom comes in head to head. Well, he's victorious, so that helps. <laughs> Victorious intellectual disability side here, the state side of South Australia, who just won the championships going past. So, congratulations to all those players and well done. Tea in the cricket. Uh, so, this is uh, tea time entertainment. Pretty connected to your work, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the uh, the Macca League in uh, Melbourne, uh, which is for players with with intellectual and uh, disabilities and mental illness. In play, we work really closely with them and. And RecLink uh, provides our own cricket leagues as well for people experiencing disadvantage. So, yeah, so it's great to see them getting honoured here at the uh, the Adelaide Test Match. Well done. So uh, The other thing going on the ground, some bizarre corporate uh, corporate ultimate cricket experience with a bunch of suits and ties. Yeah, yeah I wish I could. Standing around taking selfies on the ground, wish mate. wish I could throw something at them. Maybe they had a streaker, mate. It's shocking, isn't it? A bunch of wankers. I'm not sure that's my ultimate cricket experience. No. I can think of a lot better ultimate cricket experiences. Yeah, no, they... Yeah, yeah I don't know. They need a the, the, um, the Richard Hadley treatment, mate. And chasing 500 that day uh, for Barclay Street was a better cricket experience. <laughs> Speaking of cricketing experiences, uh, we've had a good day at the cricket. The, uh, the scoring rate is not high. But 4 for 117 with Hanscom and Head both establishing themselves. He's batting um, there at T, uh, which is good. they're still there at T, exactly. Because there's not many on the board. That's what we talked about at lunch. Uh, obviously, we really, really wanted uh, to have uh, Kawaja there. Uh, but, you know, there are two established batsmen there, so that's a good thing. 21 reverse sweeps in the Great Escape from Uzi Kawaja. Not even a conventional one today, just yeah. sort of... Sticking a leg down the wicket to Ashwin, playing into his hands maybe for hours yeah. on end. On it. And I think a lot of the batsmen have done that. I mean, Ashwin's bowled really, really well. But it's almost like the old days of uh, when Warren was at his best and playing South Africa and England and stuff. And they're just trying to see him off and just hope he doesn't get them out. And you've got, eventually, you've got to try and score runs off people. Otherwise, um, you know, too much pressure builds up. Um, and that's what's happened today. But Ashwin's bowled particularly well. All the bowlers well. have bowled well. They have. Uh, they've done well in the Both so innings. Game really hangs in the balance once again. Riveting sort of dour test cricket struggle here. Chris at T at the Adelaide Oval. That's right. If uh, one of these guys can do what Pajara did yesterday and someone can hang around with him. Um, I think in the last session yesterday, we'll talk before Marcus, they put on 120. Yeah. Um, so look, we're pretty much pretty similar stage really. I think they were 5 or 6 for 130 I think at T. Um, Australians are four for 117. So look, if we can, uh, you know, bowls getting tired. It's still bloody hot out here. Hot northerly wind. And it's really energy sapping. I mean, it's hard for us just sitting here, let alone uh, the players out on the field. So, you know, hopefully these guys can get amongst the runs. That'd be good to see. Very good.
Okay, I'm back. Here we go. Back in the hotel room now. We've just walked back from the ground, jumped in the shower. A gruelling day in the hot northerly wind uh, for us watching the boys play cricket out there. Uh, I'm here in the hotel room now. I'm here with Dave Beer and a Fag. How are you going, mate? Uh, reflections on the day? Uh, well, look, after India only made 250, I really expected the Australian batters to do a little bit better, to even just get to 250 in a day especially after they had the whole day bar one ball. Um, so I was, I was um, unpleasantly surprised, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you slept most of the way in the car yesterday. How'd you go today? No, it was an intriguing game, but I just, um, yes, was underwhelmed. Excellent. Day fag, underwhelmed. I'm going now to uh, Brownie from the Barossa, mate. Thanks for driving us in. We heard from you this morning. Uh, what's your thoughts at the end of the day? I think it was disappointing, actually. A few people got starts, slow starts. Mm, but just slow did starts. not get on going with it. Kawaja looked good. But um, obviously that trickle of the glove was disappointing. But uh, And then, uh, well, Marsh, I think he sort of uh, finished his career probably in that game. <laughs> Potentially. I think oh, he's called it. Brownie from uh, the Barossa. Sorry, it's the end of Sean Marsh. You're not the first to call uh, the end of Sean Marsh, mate. As you know, I'm not a huge fan of Finch either, but that's. I think he will live another game. <laughs> but it was good to see South Australian boy come good and uh, tail in well. You and, did uh, call it at the start of the day, that Travis Head from the northern suburbs of Adelaide, yes. your sort of terrain. Yes, he's sort of terrain, and he's, um, he's been looking promising. But he sort of delivered today, which is good. Batted well and speedily as well. Very good, he did. It showed some intent, whereas the rest were very, very slow. All right, I'm sitting down now next to uh, Captain Grizzly here, just out of the shower. Oh, Lord. Feeling refreshed, buddy? Absolutely, yeah. Now I washed the day off me, which was good. (laughs) (laughs) You sort of felt you needed to have a shower after that day. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, uh, the Indian bowlers bowled really, really well, particularly for the first half of the day. I think they got away from them a little bit towards the end and I think it just shows I think the Australian bowlers and the Indian bowlers uh, are both way better than their batting lineups are and so it's a uh, it was you know the pitch is probably a bit trickier than we anticipated as well it's you know must be doing a little bit because they only have uh, 340 odd runs or something over two days or whatever it is 390 runs over two days is not uh, not a lot of runs so uh, yeah I thought uh the Australian batsmen's all got starts. I thought Harris looked good for his 25. Well, increasingly good once everyone else came out and That's right. had I a thought, go at it. I thought Kawaja looked very good, and I was expecting him to go on with it. Like I said at lunch, uh, I thought Hanscom looked terrible for his 35. <laughs> um, and he really needs to learn how to play on, the, on, the, on his front foot and come towards the ball. Because he keeps getting squared up. Um, and he look, has been selected for Australia, though, whereas you have not. Oh, that's true. Good <laughs> question, that. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that I can do it, but I know I know what he needs to do. There you better, go. I better. agree, mate. As, as an under-11s coach, <laughs> I spent a lot of time today. I thought, I'm just having a break from Friday night. Coach, I'm going to enjoy this. And yeah. uh, I spent most of the time thinking, like, my under-11s are easier to coach than these. Chris Rogers must be tearing his hair out as, yeah, as, a, uh, uh, as an Australian batting coach. He's standing about three inches in front of the stumps. You know, it looks like he's a, trying to hit it like a and, baseball uh, swing. We are trying to do the last session here. So, uh, yeah, he did come out in the last session. We said he was in, batters were in. But, yeah, we call it the, the Danny Lally dab at uh, yes, Barclay Street. we do. And uh, there's nothing wrong with a late cut. But forget Chris Rogers. Danny Lally could teach Hanscom a thing or two about... Oh, uh, you don't... 
do a Dan yeah. Lilly dab to one that's up around your chin either. You know, I mean, like he gets his foot across, he gets his nose near the ball, he may be old, he can't hit it off the square, but he can dab it, that man. Yeah. And uh, he needs he to can, hang he, out with Hanscom and teach him how to dab. He can roll a pitch too, <laughs> and he can cook a sausage. Danny Lally, Danny Lally, we're trying to hook you up with Hanscom because that was a terrible way to go. That was catching practice. Yeah. Feet didn't move, shouldn't have... Oh, anyway. Yeah, Travis head batted very well with the tail, and that's, ex- that's you know good to see, so... Hopefully they'll they'll wag a bit more tomorrow and get up close to that 250 mark um, by about lunchtime. Hopefully, and then yeah, we'll see the rest of the play tomorrow. We'll see what uh, our bowlers can do. I said some pretty ordinary things about Ishant Sharma this morning. You did, and uh, his history in Australia, and oh, I think they're justified. But hey, oh, I, <laughs> not uh, today they weren't. Not today. Not yeah, over Finch early. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, disappointed he didn't come back with a new ball. I, don't know whether it was cooked. One for nine off six or seven. It was just fantastic all day. Really, thought he was the pig. So a tough day. But personally, I think the Adelaide Oval was the winner today. It's a beautiful, (laughs) uh, beautiful place to watch cricket. Really glad we came over. It was a hot and. Pretty ordinary day, pretty ordinary day back in Melbourne too, by the sound as well. So Dave Fag did say it was a bit like watching a long foreign language film that was really sad. And by the end of the day, it's like you'd, you'd invested so many hours in it, you just wanted to leave, but just couldn't. Oh, it was perhaps the slowest uh, the slowest Australia's batted in a very long time. Last yeah. time we were here, mate, David Warner hit 100 in the first session. That's true. Himself. Oh, I do like We've, it, we've it, scored less than 200 in a whole day. Yeah, so it's probably gone a bit the other way. Probably seen, <laughs> could have seen a few more shots. But I was never a huge fan of seeing David Warner hit, uh, you know, a 20, 20, 100 and... In 15 overs either. So, look, it's... Uh, it's uh, I would have taken it today. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't mind a bit of a grind, as you know, Marcus. I don't mind a long five, foreign five language days, film that's five, sort of sad too sometimes, but, God, I was ready to leave. Well, yeah, OK. All right. Well, I, I, I enjoyed it more than that, <laughs> but that's OK. You know, um, but yeah, speaking of Sean Marsh, six uh, single-digit scores in a row, which equals the record from 1888... For the uh, bats- for Australian the batsmen in Australian the top batsmen six, in the top six, getting single-digit scores in a row. So I think if he gets I gets one more in the second innings. That's a, a record that will stick with you for a long, long, long time. So hopefully, uh, yes. he can get in the double figures in the second uh, second <laughs> dig in this match. He said he might be trying to spill out his uh, his phone, phone number. number. <laughs> I did get that from someone. I think it was De- uh, Damien Fleming. I think. He- <laughs> He said that on the radio, so I won't take credit for that. One. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not begrudging him, mate. I think I, I did that pretty much last season myself. Yeah, yeah. So, Good. well, anyway. thanks for listening to the Dragon Cricket Podcast. Hope you're enjoying <laughs> it, and uh, we'll come back tomorrow uh, after at the start of the day's play, and uh, yeah, catch you then. You have been listening to the Dragon Cricket Podcast. Broadcast from the Barclay Street Uniting Cricket Club of Melbourne's Inner West. Legal disclaimer, the views and opinions contained herein do not necessarily reflect the official position of the Barclay Street Uniting Cricket Club.